Alright, what the fuck is going on with this chair? Oh, shit. I got it. Hi, and welcome to episode 15 of Your Parenting Podcast. I am Jeremy Bamford, your host. I'd always wondered if I should go with the stage name. Not that I'll ever be famous, but entertain the idea. Back when I was doing stand-up comedy, I went by Jeremy Carl. It's my first and middle name, because everybody always fucked up my last name. Bumford, who the fuck is that? And I thought I can just, you know, change it to something way more manly, like Kirk Sturgeon, something like that. But then I have to, like, change, you know, social media accounts and... I just, I barely understand the social media. And this is coming from a MySpace guy. You know, I wish that uh, MySpace was still around. Because that one, I had a handle on that one. I knew all the little nuances of the program, how to add things on there, little songs, and, and you know, change the fonts and all that stuff. And if you're lucky, you'd be in my top eight. Only us old people know what that means now. Even like 20-year-olds, I'd probably tell them about it. What the hell is a MySpace? Well, I heard Tom from MySpace sold that MySpace to whoever owns it now. Probably Facebook. You got Zuckerberg, like all these other websites. I heard he sold it for a large amount of money, so I'm sure he's you know, pretty as a titty traveling the world. Speaking of traveling, uh, Friday was Grayson's first day of riding the school bus, and it was, uh, you know, at first he was he was nervous as, as the day got closer, you know, because you know our address only exists to certain institutions, you know, certain agencies, you know, some people can find us, some people can't, you know, those people being the fucking post office. So we had to wait until we had, you know, registered. And so we'd get his bus pass. And, uh, you know, they tell us the pickup time is 7.51 in the morning. And the uh, drop-off time is 4.15, is what it has written on there. Now, apparently these times aren't really set in stone or any kind. They're more just guidelines. You know, sometime around these fucking times, you know, the bus will facilitate your child to and from the school. You know, the morning, you know, it was chilly, so we got there a little early. You know, even though, you know, Grayson was cold, it was still, you know, he was getting excited. I mean, and at this bus stop, I think it's the only one in our neighborhood, which I think we're only in phase two. We may even be in phase one of our neighborhood, but... You know, there's still about 30 kids at this bus stop. 25, 30, I don't know. And, uh, you know, the bus finally shows up. You know, I have to walk up and I hand the bus driver uh, his little bus pass. You know, he recognized that it was, you know, a new student, even though with all these kids. And he was like, oh, it's his first time. And I said, yeah, first time. And he uh, gave me this other registration form. You know, bring it back to me on Monday. No problem. 
you know, he was so, so by this point he already ran onto the bus, found a seat. You know, and I was trying not to get emotional about it. And then, you know, I went to work. Had a normal day. Then I took a, a little break in the afternoon to uh, call my wife. I want to say it was around 4 o'clock. And we were talking about just details of my upcoming surgery. You know, we got the email. You know, here's when you show up. Here's where you go. And I'm talking to her and all of a sudden the call drops. Which, you know, in my job I rarely ever get signals so I wasn't too surprised. And, uh, you know, I try to call her back. And I, I wait a couple minutes and I try to call her back and she just answers the phone. You know, really rushed and just says, you know, I'll call you back in two minutes. So it's like, okay, something's wrong. And what had happened was as she was talking to me, another call came in and she saw the number, you know, some number she didn't recognize. She was going to let it go to voicemail because she was talking to me. And then for some reason, which is incredibly weird, that call kicked my call out. Like I hung up my call and automatically picked up. And all of a sudden, you know, my wife hears my son's voice. You know, obviously he'd been crying and he's scared. And, uh, yeah, my wife says, Grayson, and he's hearing him say, Mommy, I'm lost. Which, like, every parent, you just get that gut punch when you hear something like that. And then she's, you know, where are you? And he's, I don't know. And then she, you know, whose phone are you using? And now, just as, a, as an aside, my wife has uh, made Grayson memorize her cell phone number. I mean, I don't know if it's just because, you know, he's he's super smart. I'd like to think so, because he's my child. But it's just, you know, she you know, drilled into him over the course of, you know, a couple of weeks. Had him re repeat it, recite it, till you know, he knows by heart, you know, her cell phone number. And apparently, 4.15, like I said, is just a guideline. You know, apparently the drop-off time is anywhere from 3.45 to 4.15. As we've learned, the uh, buses for the Osceola County school system are fucking unreliable. As we found out from, you know, neighbors, we're part of our neighborhood uh, Facebook group. But he you got dropped off at 3.45, a full half hour before we had expected. I mean, my wife was home. You know, she was, you know, just kind of killing time, waiting for him to, you know, the time comes so she can go down to the bus stop. So he gets dropped off, you know, with the other, you know, 25, 30 kids. He doesn't see any of us there. He doesn't see my wife there. You know, he starts walking. He kind of walks in the vague direction of our house, you know, before he got scared and started crying. And I guess, you know, there's some older boy that's, uh, that had a phone and asked him if he needed help. And he just said, you know, yeah, I'm lost. And, you know, the kid offered his phone. And, and I'm telling you, it's like, it's just a blessing that he remembered my wife's number. You know, and then she, you know, figures out, you know, the story. She asks, you know, to talk to the kid again. She just says, okay, can you just wait two minutes? I'll be right there. You know, don't go anywhere. Figures out where they're at. They're, I think, a couple streets up from the bus stop. or right near the bus stop still. So, you know, he, thankfully he didn't wander off too far. And then, uh, you know, that kid's mom came to get him. And then there's a couple other moms that, that stood there and waited with him. And, uh... And that's one of the ways we found out that uh, 
you know, they, I guess, I guess it was an earlier bus time that one of the moms said they changed the bus time. And then, you know, we're talking through these other people in the, the Facebook group. I mean, some people were posting screenshots of the bus showing up at five o'clock. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? And they say we, you know, they have to download this app called Here Comes the Bus. And you know, at least on the Android version, you know, not a, uh, a highly rated app. But we're going to see how it works tomorrow. Because supposedly you could track the bus coming, you know, like a, you know, like an Uber car or something. So that kind of shit doesn't happen. And it's like, it's like the most terrifying thing. And it's like, and it just you know, tore the heart out of my chest, picturing him wandering around lost, looking for my wife. And not seeing anybody he knows in a neighborhood he's not familiar with yet. You know, it scared the shit out of me. And it's like, they're still, you know, they're still building my neighborhood. You know, there's a lot of these large construction vehicles are coming and going. You might not see a five-year-old, you know, somebody could have walked off with him. You know, it's just, it's awful. So it's like now, I mean, this is the point we're debating on taking him off of the bus. And just going back to being a car rider. <laughs> I mean, we don't live that far from the school, so it wouldn't be a hassle. But it's like, you know, I wanted to, you know, throw a brick through the fucking school office and, you know, choke my way up to the superintendent of the district or whoever's in charge and see, like, you know, who the fuck, you know, like, what what is going on with these buses? It's like, how is it, we're like two miles from the school. Like, I don't understand what the, the holdup is. You know, I don't understand why it's early, why they tell us one time. You know, so now hopefully the afternoon goes a little bit better. Because it's like he was his first day ever riding a school bus. And like he gets left behind at the bus stop. And it's like this poor kid was fucking traumatized. But then, yeah, even the, yeah, he was even saying something like, you know, oh, don't forget me on Monday. Or, you know, I don't want to ride the bus because, you know, you guys left me. And it's like, it you know, tears your heart out. We had to reassure him. It's like we promise, you know, we'll fucking be there. <laughs> you know, it's like either you know my wife usually, you know, and occasionally me. You know, I'm usually the one that you know will wait with him at the bus stop in the morning because it's just a little too far, you know, in our neighborhood for him to just. I'm obviously I'm not gonna let him walk by himself, but you know it's a little too far for us to walk. Our neighborhood turns out to be you know larger than we thought. But it's just. You know, and of course I wanted to, you know, and that was Friday. So it's like, you know, obviously on Monday I'm going to call the school. I'm going to yell at everybody and, you know, but then I'm just one more person participating in that outrage culture. And I get that this is something I should be mad about because it's my child. But it's like, you know, obviously it's not the bus driver's fault. It's not his responsibility to stand there and wait while all, you know, 30 fucking kids you know, find their parents. He's just like, wants to make sure everybody's getting off that's supposed to get off. You know, he's, I'm sure, got other stops to make. Even the war bus stop almost fills up the whole bus. So it's like, you think that'd be one of the more important, reliable stops if he has that many kids getting on there. It's, uh, back to the, uh, the outrage culture. And it's just, that's one of the reasons maybe I don't understand social media. And it's like the these weird protests and it's like everybody hates the government or they love the government and the presidents and it's like 
you know, they stand up on their their soapbox and it's like, here's why the president is awesome. Or it's like, here's why the president sucks. And it's like, I mean, I want to say like, you know, who the fuck are you? You know, it's like, why does anything you're saying matter? You know, it's like, you're not, you know, someone famous. You have no clout. You're not a Instagram influencer. You know, I don't get it. Even like when celebrities do it, it's like, I don't know. Like, go back to, you know, making your movies and singing your songs. You know, maybe that's me just being a whiny old man. Which is, I feel like everybody's just, like, looking for a reason to be upset. You know, maybe if we all looked for a reason to be kind. You know, or looked for a reason to be compassionate or looked for a reason to help somebody instead of looking for a reason to scream in someone's face. You know, I'm not saying that would change the world, but maybe... You know, skid us in the general direction of where it should be. I mean, you know, what the fuck do I know? You know, I'm just trying to just, just trying to make my way. Make my way in the world. You know, have fun with my family, enjoy my new house that we busted our ass for. And it's finally starting to, to feel like a home a little bit. So I haven't unpacked everything. But, you know, it's, it's getting there. You know, me and my wife, we managed to have a date night. Didn't go to fucking Fridays this time. Thank God that Friday shut down. We went to our favorite place, Bahama Breeze. So I'll give them a little free advertising. And I just, you know... And it's, it's not just the food. I mean, granted, just as always, you know, everything there was bang-a-ring. But it's just, I, I forget how much fun that me and Cynthia have when we go out. Get wrapped up in the parenting world and the house world, and it's nice to just have some alone time. And, you know, I forgot how much we just we laugh and joke, and you know, we don't we don't take the world too seriously when it's just us two. And I think that's something I'm always gonna love her for. But uh, yeah, that was nice. Thankfully, you know, we we still have family that's you know not far away, so we don't have to. You know, go online and, you know, vet a bunch of babysitters. <laughs> you know, thankfully there's always a couple of grandmas hanging around that want to spend some time with the kids. And, like, the food, and the food there is always good. Then, uh, and I remember when I was there eating, my favorite meal there is the jerk chicken pasta. And uh, in there is asparagus. Now, to me, it does nothing for the meal. By itself, all asparagus is disgusting. Um, and I tell people that, and they're the people that love it, and they say, well, you haven't had my asparagus. And it's like, listen, you can wrap it in bacon and cover it in cheese whiz, and it's still going to taste like grass. But usually, you know, the little asparagus bits, I'll just push them to the side, and I had this thought in my head, it's like, like the vegans that go out and eat with, like, regular normal people it's like don't they feel embarrassed when it's like they're the only one that's like okay i'm just gonna have a salad on there can you remove the little ham pieces and it's like they have to like i don't know be the you know the wave in everyone's pool yeah they always have it's like that guy that has to ride a bike everywhere but like the the vegans are even worse because they just they gotta fucking talk about it it's like oh i'm just gonna have a salad because i'm vegan I don't eat cheese because I'm vegan. It's like, 
when someone says, you know, oh, they, they want to go to this vegan restaurant, I say, oh, do they serve real vegans? Because I'm sure they would go right with a steak. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe in 10 years we'll all be eating fucking alfalfa and kale. We'll find out that, that meat is terrible, and then, like, I guess we'll stop eating meat, and then we'll all be up to our elbows and chicken and cow shit when we stop killing them. I just don't get, it's like, and I tried to do vegetarianism one time. This was when I was, oh, jeez, I think maybe still in high school. I don't remember if it was in high school or right after high school, but I pretty much just ate Doritos for a year, and it's like, I had no moral reason. It's like, oh, maybe I could lose some weight. There was a friend of mine who was doing it, and he was just like a militant activist at the time. You know, one of those meat is murder people. And I was like, oh, I'll fucking try it. And I remember having some of these some of these vegetarian options. Um, there were these vegetarian little chicken patties. It was like supposed to be like a, a fried chicken patty you can put on like a hamburger bun or something. And and I'm really not sure what it was made of. I'm sure part of part of it was was sawdust. That was, that was literally what it smelled like. It smelled like burning wood when you would cook it. And then I remember vegetarian hot dogs, which who knows what the fuck that's made of. I mean, we know what regular hot dogs are, but vegetarian hot dogs that like, you know, the lips, fat chunks, and assholes of plants. You know, I have no idea. I just remember them having a real hard casing, so you can put all the mustard and ketchup on it if you want in that hot dog bun. I remember it had like a, a kind of an unnatural bite to it. I mean, you know, most hot dogs are, are pretty unnatural. Man, do I love some hot dogs. And it's just, maybe I'm just a simple man. I remember uh, back in 2007, 2008, yeah, back when I was super poor, living by myself. Roachville apartment. And I was working nights. And I remember seeing on one of the free channels because you know, you know, daddy ain't paying for cable. But uh, I think it was PBS or something. There was a documentary on hot dogs, and uh, it's just an hour long documentary on hot dogs. And by the end of it, I'd never wanted hot dogs so bad in my fucking life. And I lit. I had to like eight bucks to my name. Went out and bought a pack of hot dogs, a pack of buns. And came back and just ate them till they were gone. You know, over the course of, you know, about a day and a half. That was, you know, my breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And it was wonderful. Because that's what you can do when you're an adult. I don't know how it... And granted, I understand it was unhealthy. I get it. But it's like the release. You know, to satisfy a craving like that. Like, how would a vegan even understand that? It's like, I gotta have a fucking radish. You know, it's like, I don't think that's even the same. There's something about just eating some meat. Now, I remember seeing some, some, some picture somebody posted on Facebook, and this was probably a couple of years ago. And I just, that's when I joined the fucking outrage culture. There was a picture of this sandwich. It was cold cuts, cheese. I'm sure they substituted mayonnaise for something god-awful, coconut oil or some shit. But instead of bread, they had a cucumber. Like, almost like hollowed out a cucumber and then sliced it in half long ways. And then used that in lieu of bread. And called that a sandwich. 
And we have to we have to draw a line in the sand for this kind of bullshit. You know, a sandwich is it's bread. Let me get that out of the way. Okay, it's bread. The only other thing that can be called a sandwich that is not made with bread is an ice cream sandwich. That's the only thing on earth that can have that title. Otherwise, it's bread. Most of the time, some kind of meat. You know, or peanut butter or something like that. But the point is, it's, it's you know, innards of the sandwich surrounded by bread. You know, and I'm a... Not a connoisseur of bread. I'm usually pretty simple when it comes to bread. But I can appreciate, you know, an artisan roll or something. And then I'll ruin it by putting fucking peanut butter on it. But it's just when somebody says, oh, this is a sandwich. It's like, listen, this isn't a sandwich. Plus, how are you going to eat? Like, imagine eating a fucking cucumber that's now become thicker with sandwich fixings in it. It's like you're going to face it's going to look like a fucking blow-up doll trying to eat a piece of it. It's It's stupid. You know, and it's just, I don't know, and that wouldn't be, you know, and I like, I like vegetables, I like salad. You know, that's one of the reasons that I've gained so much weight is because I like pretty much everything. You know, healthy food is great, you know, hot wings are great. And, you know, I like a good salad, I also like Doritos. But it's just, you know, we gotta draw a line in the sand, you can't keep changing the food just to give the vegans extra options. It's like, they chose the lifestyle, they chose to go against the grain, you know, of society. You know, maybe in 10, 15 years, I'll be the one going against the grain, eating my fucking bacon. Yeah, but until then, you know, the herbivores say need to, you know, stop trying to ruin all the good food. You know, you can have, you know, your lawn clippings or whatever you want, and for me, a lesser creature has to die for my meal to be satisfying. That's just what it comes down to. I need to assert my, my dominance over nature. But, uh, I don't know. I just like fucking with the herbivores, I guess. Because they seem to get real butthurt about it. You know, you can tell me, you know, meat is murder and all that, and it's like, there's part of me that's kind of conflicted. You know, obviously I don't want... You know, cruelty against animals. But on the other hand, it's like I think about it and I'm just like, I really don't give a fuck about animals that much. You know, it's like, I love SeaWorld. I don't really care for the plights of the orcas. You know, it's like, swim faster next time. We won't get you. You know, and it's like... And I remember when they, they took the trainers out of the water. And I still love SeaWorld. We still have year passes in SeaWorld. And they... But the Shamu show... Um, it's been, it's been neutered. I mean, the poor trainers who I'm sure love these animals, you know, they're not like, you know, a circus ringleader where they're whipping the fucking elephants with the thing to get them to, you know, stand on the bull. You know, it's like these trainers, like you can tell they, they cared about the animals. You know, it's like even the woman that got, you know, drowned by the fucking whale. It's like, look at videos of her online. You know, look at the happiness on her face as she's interacting with this animal. You know, it's like, but they're still animals. You know, I'm still, any human life is worth more than any animal life. And I've gotten a lot of shit for saying that kind of stuff by the, you know, the people that love their puppers and doggos. And it's like, I'll step over a box of kittens in a burning building to save even the shittiest human. Even Trump. <laughs> but, uh... Anyways, I don't know what the fuck I was talking about.
pissing off the herbivores. Oh, yeah, because they get so butthurt about it. And it's like, you know, oh, yeah, your meat is murder. And I was like, this is what we breed these animals for. You know, it's like, that's why, like, the chickens now went from looking like, you know, those little, like, you know, fleshy pencil running around to these giant, like, beach ball looking, you know, fatty McFatties. So we pump them full of chemicals. You know, we give them all, you know, breast augmentations. That's why the chicken breast, I mean, look at a chicken breast from 100 years ago. You know, it's like, you can cover it up with your cell phone. You know, now it's like a chicken breast is like, like the size of a human breast. <laughs> and I love every delicious bite of it. Yeah, but when you, know, you tell me, oh, you, and that's like, and I, even if I find out, you know, the slaughterhouse to treat these animals like shit, it's like, I'll feel bad for a minute or two. But then it's like, you know, I really like roast beef. You know, I really like brisket. You know, what do you want me to do? You know, I'm not going to change my whole life. It's like, I don't care. You know, and then when the vegans eat all that lettuce, I say, listen, there are bugs that live in that lettuce and now they're homeless. I was like, how does that make you feel? But no, you don't care. You just care about yourself and your stupid plants. And then you say shit like that and, oh man, they get so fucking triggered. It was one of my new favorite words. Instead of just saying, you know, people get irked by something, everybody's triggered and everybody's outraged. And it's just... I don't know, it's just, most of it's stupid. I mean, I'll just, I'll reiterate my favorite point, is that as I've gotten older, my circle of concern has gotten so small. And it's like, maybe there's some things I should care about, you know, how politics and what have you, but I just don't. You know, I care about my family, my friends, and, uh, you know, I, I like my job, yeah, I like my house, and it's like, Outside of that very small circle of things, it's like almost everything else, I really don't give a shit. You know, it's like you want to, you know, wear your meat as murder shirts and you know, talk about how awful, you know, Trump is. And it's like, you know, believe me, I didn't vote for him. I actually didn't vote. Because where we were living, we hadn't even registered to vote yet. So. Had I even wanted to vote, I wasn't registered. But now I am. So all you politics-loving people say it's my my right to vote. I say it's your responsibility. It's like ah, I wouldn't go that far. It's like you know, a right to vote, sure. But it's like I think everybody in there, even the you know the greatest of candidates can go in there with all these promises and all this hope and it's like they're really just going to do the best they can and that's if they're a good one you know Trump it's like I don't think he's necessarily a bad person or even a bad president I think he's just on his own fucking planet like I just don't think he understands how the world works and I think and also because he's surrounded by so many yes men that he's just you know, every decision, like, he'll say, oh, I didn't say, I didn't say the Mexicans are going to pay for the wall. They'll say, actually, here's here's several videos of you saying exactly that. And he'll say, no, I never said that. And then people will just say, okay, and then they'll just move on. Everybody will say, oh, okay, I guess you didn't say it. And then you just, that's it. 
We don't talk about it anymore. It's like I can't I can't even imagine that kind of I don't even know what the word for it is, that kind of insanity. And I remember reading the story, I think it was you know, Caesar, one of the Caesars or something like that, or Alexander the Great going in this big parade with all of his army and everybody loving him, and then somebody standing right behind him on his chariot, whispering into his ear, You are a mortal man. It's like maybe Trump needs somebody like that. Say, listen, you're just an angry squash with a crazy hairdo. You know? And I heard on another podcast that there's even an actual plan for Mexico to pay for this this stupid wall. Like, one of the ways, because there's so many, they're saying there's, I want to say they said almost $20 billion goes back to Mexico every year from Mexicans that are here working and sending money back home to Mexico. And that's a large chunk of their economy. I'm not sure if the number is that high, but they made it sound like the number was more than the cost of what this wall would be. So the, one of the government's plans was just to halt the flow of all those assets going back to Mexican families. You know, I'm, I'm obviously no doubt helping them. I'm sure they're not going in just an interest-bearing savings account. Fuck, what podcast was it? Was it This American Life? Maybe. I don't know. But it's like, ah, you know, our government wouldn't do that. But then it's like, maybe our regular government wouldn't do that. I believe that Trump's government probably certainly would. Just to get his, uh, his stupid wall. You know, and who knows? Maybe they'll build it. I really don't give a shit. There are plenty of countries that have walls that, you know, don't seem to make real, a real difference. You know, I'm all about uh, immigration. You know, because, I don't know, I think that's what makes America great. That's what I think makes America, make America great again. You know, you leave, just leave an open invitation. You know, you want to come live, come live, come work, come pay some taxes, you know, vote. You know, you want to leave, leave. You know, you come you know, to America, yeah, hey, this isn't for me. I'm going to go back to, you know, wherever. Cool. You know, it's like, I want to go back to, you know, Sweden. It's like, okay, you know, leave me a recipe for meatballs. And it's like, I don't know. I don't think that any country has been hurt by the influence of other cultures. Now, I'm talking cultures. I'm not talking religions. That's a whole other podcast. But it's just like the cultural influences on a country, you know, couldn't hurt. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I'm, I'm, I've done absolutely zero research on this. But it seems like people bringing in, you know, their family traditions, you know, their foods, their fashions. You know, I think that's what all of America is anyway. We're built on... You know, anybody that's in America, it's like you're either a Native American or you came over as a slave or a refugee or an immigrant. I mean, that's really all that we are anyway. Now that I'll step off of my outraged culture soapbox, that's the podcast. I appreciate everybody listening. I appreciate you all supporting the sponsors. Um, you can send any parenting podcasts, life hacks, to your parenting podcast at gmail.com. Um, if I don't get to them in you know the current episode, you know, the following episode, I will definitely mention anything in there. 
Um, again, that's yourparentingpodcast at gmail.com. And I will talk to you guys next week.